Hello, my name is Maris Macellis, and welcome to my show, Critical Root Zone, where we dig deep with inquiring minds to get to the root of sustainability, going below the surface to rebuild trust while supporting all voices on our journey to a climate-positive planet. For the following four-episode series, we'll be talking to Tennessee House Representative Bob Freeman. Bob has a degree in construction management from Middle Tennessee State University. He got his master's in sustainability at Lipscomb University, VP at Freeman Webb. He served on the board of the Tennessee Environmental Council, Southern Alliance for Clean Energy, Metro Sustainability Advisory Committee, and more. Too many more for me to say because I wouldn't, it would just be a lot of words. <laughs> Bob is my friend who I trust. He's a loving husband and a great dad. And we share a love for martial arts, which you'll know more about later. So you might ask, why do we want to talk to this guy, Bob Freeman? Well, I'll tell you. After years of doing my own personal research and life improvements to do my part to protect Mother Earth, I truly believe that the only way to create lasting, unified change is through policy. We're going to discuss the ways in which this happens, the process, and how my generation and those to come can feel empowered and heard. So without further ado, welcome Bob to the Critical Root Zone. kicking it with Bob Freeman, Tennessee House Representative, and my good friend from the Tennessee Environmental Council. And we got to know Bob in the previous episode, so if you didn't hear it, be sure to go back and listen so you can get to know all about our policy guy, because he's one cool guy. Um, that was super cheesy, and he did that. Uh, for this round, we're going to talk about how policy works and how we get from desire and passion to action. So we got real... We got real excited in that first one. I probably could have just kept talking to you over, like we could have, we could have just yeah. went. But um, now we're going to talk about how laws and bills get passed. Like how how does a process happen? And we kind of touched on how yes, these daily things that we should be doing that conserve are great. We should be doing those things, and we should be protesting. We should be going and doing whatever makes us feel like we're getting hurt or we're we're doing the right thing. But again. The bottom line is that the only way that this becomes consistent all throughout the country, or for our state at least, is to vote and get it passed. That's right. So how the hell does that work, man? Like the, the bill system, I got a little taste of it. Actually, I came in, I went to the Capitol. That was really fun. That was super cool. Um, went to the Capitol, Tennessee State Capitol, and for Tennessee Conservation Day, we got to go in there and lobby and talk to our representatives. Sure. And anyone can do that. Yes. Anyone. So we went out there, and we had our list of bills that we had kind of been briefed on because, man, I mean, even that's gibberish. It's a lot. And the bills are huge. Like, it's not even like it's one thing, which I don't understand. I don't understand why it's just like one one subject line. It sure. literally has a list of 100 things that are on this bill, which makes it much more difficult to pass. Um, and we can... I'll let you expand. But went up there, we talked about the bills, we got our voices heard, and then you guys go in there and fight the good fight. Right. About these bills. And and also they're created. Yeah. Let me I'm gonna shut up now. How are they how are they started? Yeah. You, it, you I mean, in. well, uh, how they're started is uh, you have an idea or for example, you can 
We we can come up with an idea and plastic right here. Bags. That's a that's a great that's a great idea. <laughs> so that has actually been something that we have debated, and um, you sit down and have the have the bill drafted. Um, we we draft the bills. Um, you and other representatives. We and we and uh, uh, state legal team will mm. help draft your your legislation. And uh, it gets presented in front of the House floor. It's, it's the exact same process of how a bill becomes a law in the U.S. Congress or U.S. Senate. Uh, but a bill gets, gets drafted. It gets presented on the House floor. It gets assigned to a committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, the committee will uh, debate the merits up or down of uh, good and bad of the bill. You can have amendments that go on it at that point that that change the the, the meaning mm. or the direction of the bill completely. Right. Um, and then it will uh, after it passes through the the committee process, it goes back to the House floor for a full House vote. Uh, that same exact process happens on the Senate side, and um, if the two bills pass in the identical form, uh, they will they it will become a law Sounds and it, hard. Will, it, it it is <laughs> and it will go in front of the governor to sign he has 10 days to sign it without it going into law mm-hmm. and uh, if he doesn't sign it or he veto if he doesn't sign it, it goes into law without a signature if he doesn't if he if he vetoes it it comes back to us for a simple majority uh, vote to to overrule his veto so but you said it's in both it's in the it's Senate in bo- and the house it's in, and it's the same it's the same bill. bill but it can have different amendments. Like can have people- totally different amendments. So you have when the bill begins, there's a House version, a Senate version. House sponsor, Senate sponsor. It's the exact same bill. Right. Uh, as it works its way through each body, it can drastically change. You can have a member in the Senate or in the House that has a specific interest that they're trying to look out for, and they can make an amendment. And if the two don't align, um, like the two Senate and House, the Sen- Senate and House, if they don't align, if it's not the same bill then um, we will debate back and forth which one do we want to do. If we can't agree at, at through, do we want to take the House version or the Senate version or vice versa, then uh, the Speaker of the House and the Lieutenant Governor will assign a conference committee that will get together and hash out the differences, and they will present back to the body, both bodies, uh, a unified version that is usually a compromise of both. And this is during session. Like, oh, gosh, This yes. is what session is. When you're in yes. session, this yes. is what you're doing. Yeah. And these bills are already created before you go into session. They're, they are created as we're in session, and then, um, but amendments are created on the fly. And many times, when I know when you were up there, um, there were amendments that we were, that were being presented that nobody had seen. And so you can't read it, and you're talking, I mean, you said it yourself, that it can be a 50-page amendment that deals with five or six or 10 or 20 uh, seemingly, um, um, you know, um, not related items. Yeah, how is that? How... It's it's just the way the process works. And, And then we will have to vote it up or down in the committee in many cases without having an opportunity to read it. So, so historically that probably doesn't work, right? Like if you can't, if you don't know what these amendments are, then how can you even vote yes for it? Well, that's the deal. You can't. And so, um, it's, um, I mean, that's, that's probably the most broken part about this, this whole process is, um, we are passing laws that could have 25, 30 years worth of impact on, Tennesseans on environmental policy, mm-hmm. and 
um, they get decided, um, even though they've, it's been debated for a while, but the, the real decision comes down to that one day in committee and we have received the amendment, you know, 15 minutes prior um, and you don't have an opportunity to read. They're not paying anybody. you enough, Bob. Yeah. Well, it, it, <laughs> it's, it, it is a, it is, it is a public service yeah, and, and yeah. it's, it's not about pay. It's, it's about public service. And I do, I do my best to read every single piece of legislation that comes in front of me, but there, there are sometimes where it's just, it's, it's too much. Where do they have, where do they birth at? You know, like where do the, before you even draft it up? Where do those ideas come from? Well, that's a that's a fantastic question. <laughs> so there are lobbying groups that write model legislation all over, uh, or in in all states, and so they will write a piece of legislation that says, and the plastic bag ban is a perfect example. That that says that. They, they will see municipalities beginning to ban single-use plastic bags and single-use containers and straws, and they will write a preemptive piece of state legislation that says no municipality can have any legislation pertaining to single-use plastic bags and containers that is any more restrictive than, and then they will write the model legislation. And, and there will be a lobbyist that goes from state to state to state and presents this to a member, and they update it to reflect the Tennessee code annotated or whatever it is in Alabama or Kentucky, and it'll be the exact same piece of legislation. They will write the exact same uh, talking points to defend it, mm. and uh, and then they'll do, to your point about how you get engaged, they will do a, um, a an email blast and say, call and, you know, Call and email right. your representatives. Let them know that you want your straws and your, you know, coffee or your plastic bags, and that's how these things get defeated. And so, a city of eight hundred thousand people, Nashville, that has drafts and large uh, sporting events and outdoor concerts, we cannot limit single-use plastic bags. We cannot limit straws. We cannot limit uh, styrofoam clamshell uh, food yeah. containers yeah. because because of a bunch of rural legislators that it will never affect, right. never affect them. And that was done. I mean, it seems out of grasp. It seems daunting for us as a consumer. Like, I can't think about that. I mm -hmm. want to. Like, I want to say I have a say in this, but it doesn't sound like I do. If if we can't make, you know, if we can't reverse this. Sure. How, how do we reverse? And was this something that was... De decided recently or was it a, a it was last year or two years ago maybe um that, well i that, remember that the ban on bans yeah. we've talked about we, this yes we have and i mean that's not the correct verbiage i feel like but no, there that was, was that was what we were we, we talked about there was a there was a bill in another state that was a ban on banning bans <laughs> and this this uh I, this representative just i mean on and on uh, every day and we're banning 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 bans and it was just like this kind of it was kind of a joke but uh, it was about preempting local control. Yeah. Um, and our state government over and over again comes in and tells Nashville what we should and shouldn't be doing. And again, the wants and needs of Nashville are totally different than the wants and needs of Dyersburg or Columbia yes. or even Franklin, yeah. uh, which is just right outside of the city. Right. And the fact that somebody who lives in rural East and West Tennessee gets to have a say on what our plastic bag policy is here in Nashville is is a little 
a little ridiculous to me because I don't understand why. Which is interesting because in rural areas, I feel like the ecosystem is more, but like you're more in a nature, right? Sure. We're in the city. So like right. more people in the city, we create all, all this waste. Well, and I'm going to add one more to it. Not only that, we send all of our waste to Rutherford County. Right. So all of this waste that we're trying to minimize, we're sending to the same county uh, that voted to not allow us to minimize this waste. And it just, it, it, it's, um, it doesn't make sense. And I can see how it can be very um, discouraging, discouraging yeah. because you don't even know where to, where to start. Uh, but don't, don't, don't be discouraged. Call, right. come down your, your day on the Hill. When, when TC came down uh, and, and had the day on the Hill, that is so important because you give a face to the issue and it's more, it's more difficult to fight against something that you don't know than to get something that you know. If you and I have opposing views on something and, and I find you to be a good person and we're friends and I like you, I'm less likely to, you know, fight you over your view. I'm more likely to figure out how do we work together. Right. If you're just a, a you know, faceless uh, idea, it's super easy to, to be against right that. Off. Yeah, yeah, totally. So everybody should call. Everybody should know who the representative is, email them, figure out what the day on the hill is, figure out what they're passionate about, what the policy is that they want to affect, mm -hmm. and go down and find it. Democrats and Republicans uh, agree on policy stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, having a meaningful impact on what you care about, to me, is much more important than having a, a partisan identity. Um, most people identify with a partisan identity because everything they care about, that party does. But there are also a bunch of issues that are that are nonpartisan that are equally important. Yeah. Transits, you know, nonpartisan. Um, environmental policy should be nonpartisan. Yeah. Um, we should be doing what's best for our, for the state. Man, so true. So good to, to hear you say that. And um, to to reel that in is, I want to give people an action, right? Like I want them to. Or I want my listeners and people watching this to to think about, hey, think about what you're passionate about, like what, what Bob said. Think about what really means to you. And I guess the first step would be when are they going to call or email? Like, Is it more effective done in numbers? Because what I've done in my experience is I've gone online and I've found groups like um, the, the Climate Citizens Lobby, right? Mm -hmm. um, Tennessee Environmental Council. Like we... We have meetings every week. I'm a co-chair of the Policy and Practice Committee at this point. I'm learning so much about different things going on. They're going to create a sewage waste plant that's going to dump in Lick Creek, and it's not even from Hickman County. It's going to be from a neighboring county that, you know, they're just going to be recipients of this pollution. And who's doing anything about it? <laughs> like, they're, they're screaming help, but, I mean, the rest of us are kind of in our own little bubble. But so to my, what I'm trying to say is I, I have to go out and research and find out what's going on. And that's difficult for people with families, with, with other stuff going on. And, and I don't, I'll be real, I don't watch the news. Mm -hmm. I, wish, I wish that I, would, I wanted to, but I'm more, I'm more inspired to, to talk with people that are in the mix like you. I'm I'm pretty I'm I'm lucky to know you. You know, like I'm lucky to know the people that I know because I value the conversation. But for any average Joe out there, what time of year or like is it do they go online and look for a nonprofit or look for um a group that that can do that that can give them that information because I wouldn't know the first thing about where to look or when do I send an email? Who do sure. I call? When do I call them? I mean, the, the, so exactly what you just said is is part of the 
part of, I think, it, the intentional process to make it so big and so kind of um, confusing that you don't really know where to start. Yep. Uh, so my, my best advice is find an issue that you're passionate about and, and figure out what group is, is working on that issue. Sign up for their mailing list, show up at their events, engage with that group. For me, it was always, uh, the environmental council. It was, a you know, um, I worked for the homelessness commission here or worked, served on the homelessness commission board here in Nashville, trying to help people get into housing Mm -hmm. and, those groups spend their days understanding the policy and paying attention and tracking the bills that, that the legislature is working on. And they can help let you know when this is, you know, when this will be up. The legislature is in the second Tuesday in January, mm-hmm. every, every, uh, every year, second Tuesday in January. And we will be there from, uh, from that date uh, out 45 uh, uh, legislative days. Uh, we usually get out, um, anywhere between um, end of January. April or uh, mid-May. And so that's when bills are being being drafted and, and worked on. But back to what I said originally, get to know who your representative is. Find your state senator um, mm-hmm. and call them and, and email them and get to know them when you're out of session, when there's, when there's not just the constant, you know, banging of the drum of every every issue that's coming up every day. Right, because um, that's overwhelming. That, I mean, it is the a, plethora well, it's, of it's, things It's is overwhelming. overwhelming for representatives, too, because they are dealing with limited amounts of time that with a finite amount of time of bills and committees. And so finding out who they are and bu- building that relationship, like like right now, we're yeah. out of session, you and I are talking policy, uh, and, and this is how we will begin to solve these problems. And so by the time January rolls around, we can maybe work on some bills together to get something passed. Ooh, that gave me chills. That was yeah. like that. But I mean, that's it. And that's so how it goes. have that personal relationship. Yeah. Republican, Democrat, find out who your representative is and dig in, figure out what they stand for, dig out uh, or, or dig in and figure out what they, what they're, what they're advocating for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you are the person that is constantly calling them about, you know, water waste issues. When a water waste bills come, water waste bill comes up, they're going to call you right. and they're going to say, "Hey, Maris, listen. Um, I know we talked last year about you know this this sewage into a creek. Tell me more about that." Right. And you are the first person they think of. And if you just call when there's an issue, they're going to think you want something. That's uh, and that's amazing. Like that's such good advice. That's um and and I I was sorry I was kind of rummaging on my computer, but I was I was looking for the I wanted to give people some groups to look up. Sure. Um, be, and for anybody that is on social media, right? They, they, they all have social media. Go on Instagram. Go on Facebook. Find them. It's Tennessee Environmental Council is a plug that I'm going to put in because uh, they are a group close to my heart that I work with. Mine too. And and we we both know they do great work. Um, that's a great one to start with. Tennessee Women in Green is another nonprofit that connects a lot of people. And yes, it's for women, but guys are welcome too. You can come on member. in there. Yeah, you can come on in there. Um, Tennessee Women in Green, the Sierra Club, uh, Citizens Climate Lobby. I, I might be mixing that up. CCL, the, and and just there's so go out there, look for the social media if that's the way that you get your information. And instead of watching TV, right? Instead of playing video games. Go and, and, and spend just a little bit of time on what he's saying. And um, 
And just think about your future. Think about your kid's future and think about what you can do. Um, that's really important. But, um, okay, we're out of time for this episode. And it's been so freaking amazing. Um, going for the next episode, so we, we, we kind of touched on this before, but we're going to, I feel like we, we kind of covered it and we might cover some, some new stuff, but we all know how to vote for the president. But how do we vote for policy? So we'll, we'll kind of talk about the different elections and like we were saying before. So we're going to go into a little bit more of that. Um, and don't forget, you can shoot me an email at criticalrootzone at gmail.com on topics you're interested in, guests you'd like to see me talk to, questions, comments, concerns, uh, personal questions for me. I'm here for it. And I want to hear from you because your voice matters. So until the next episode on CRZ, just remember, ask questions, inspire others to be better, and together we can definitely do anything. Thank you for listening to Critical Root Zone. If you'd like to reach out, email us at criticalrootzone at gmail.com. Critical Root Zone is produced in Nashville, Tennessee, copyright 2022.